0: Welcome back to the Sports Podcast. On this, this podcast, Lane Frank, we're now episode 140. That's 140 episodes through the Sports Podcast. And today, I got action-packed, episode planned for you. We're going to be talking about MLB playoffs, great week we had in the NFL, NBA preseason starting right now, and you know I've got college ball planned for you. Stay tuned for action-packed, episode 140. Let's hop into it. Let's start off, episode 140, how we always do, with the headlines, in the NBA. Really not too much news going on in the NBA right now. I guess you could talk about the preseason. Victor Omanyama went up against Chet Holmgren the other night. It was kind of an interesting matchup. This is going to be the top rookie matchup, in my opinion, because Chet Holmgren, despite this being his second season in the NBA, he's still a rookie because he didn't play any Mets last season. So Victor Omanyama versus Chet Holmgren, they're going to play a lot, kind of division rivals, Thunder and Spurs. That's going to be an interesting rookie battle. I think Scoo Henderson is going to take a back seat. Victor Omayama and Chad Holmgren, so maybe compare it to the Davin Mitchell-Ben Simmons situation from years ago. Victor Omayama looked great in his debut, but so did Chad Holmgren. Let's merge the NFL We in action-packed week number five. The Bears gone Thursday night football, and they torch the Washington Commanders. They made guys like me look like a fool, because I said Justin Fields can't throw the deep ball. I said he couldn't play well. I said the Bears can not win a game. They won a game. Now, does that mean Justin Fields is a great quarterback? Does that mean Matt Eberflus is going to survive the rest of the season in Chicago? Absolutely not. But it means that they know how to use their weapons. DJ Moore, properly. They still have some injuries. Khalil Herbert got injured in that game. But yeah, DJ Moore, what a game that was there against the Washington Commanders on Thursday Night Football. San Francisco 49ers got a few things coming up about them in this episode. They torched the Cowboys. They dominated the Cowboys. 42-10, kind of look like my Michigan Wolverines out there. in Michigan, best team in college football, in my opinion, right now. They've been on fire, dominating every team. Same like the 49ers. They're not going to go for the 80-yard play every time. They're not going to have the best quarterback. They're not going to have all these star players, but they're slowly going to destroy you, and that's what the 49ers did to Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Jacksonville Jaguars, they got a great one out in London. They're 2-0 in London right now. Hey, maybe they want to move over to London. Not the worst idea. Obviously, their owner, Shad Khan, loves playing those London games. Maybe one day we could see Jacksonville Jaguars relocate to the UK, be in London. But they're 2-0. Great win they had against the Bills. Travis Etienne played great. He said that he was going up against himself at Fantasy Football. Why do you have, not have yourself fantasy football? Kind of funny right there, but yeah, 31.5 points in fantasy for Travis Etienne. Helping out a guy like me. What a game that was for you right there. Travis Etienne, Jacksonville Jaguars. Indianapolis Colts won against Tennessee Titans, but it comes with a price. Rookie quarterback Andy Richardson, probably going to be out for about five weeks now. Maybe injured reserve because of that AC sprain joint that he got. And this is the risk of taking a guy like Andy Richardson because he's going to make those flashy plays for you. He's going to make those ADR throws, but he's not going to slide. He's going to go for more runs. He's going to extend the plays longer. And he's going to take more hits. And that's happened against Tennessee Titans. It's the NFL. is not Florida Gators football anymore. And he still got banged up there at Florida. So yeah, Colts, tough uh, win right there. Gardner Minshew, probably going to step up now. He's been great. Maybe the best backup quarterback in the NFL for the past few seasons. Gardner Minshew looking to step up. Let's see if he can get a few more wins for this Indianapolis Colts squad. Atlanta Falcons, they won on a buzzer-beating field goal against Houston Texans. It's something interesting right here. Desmond Ritter has never lost a home game as a starting quarterback in college or the NFL. So at Cincinnati, all of his losses were either on the road or neutral site. In the NFL, all of his losses, same thing, on the road or neutral site. Did you know that? That's kind of interesting. Leave that in the comments. Falcons on a roll right now. Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson, that connection's working out pretty well. New Orleans Saints, their division rival, win 34 to nothing against the New England Patriots. Kind of playing a dagger into the Patriots' heart right there on this season, saying, we know we're not good, New England Patriots. We know Mac Jones is terrible. What are we going to do to fix it? Do we draft a guy like Caleb Williams? I think so. Do we get rid of Mac Jones? Definitely. What about Bill Belichick? Because is this his last season in New England? Is this his last season in the NFL? Is that his legacy is going to be remembered without Tom Brady? Because that's true as hell is going right now, that he can't win without Tom Brady. Interesting stuff right there. New England States torched New England Patriots on Sunday. Pittsburgh Steelers, they beat down on Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Never count the Steelers out of the game. There is not a single team in the NFL that I can solely say that they are going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers because Pittsburgh Steelers are tough. Mike Tommy knows how to put together a game plan. Now, the offensive Steelers might be terrible, but if you put the Steelers against the Eagles, up against the Chiefs, I'm not going to pick the Chiefs a million times I have a million times because Pittsburgh Steelers, they have that strong defense. They have Mike Tallman. They have T.J. Watt, who can be a game wrecker. They have Micah Fitzpatrick, who can be a game wrecker. They have a guy like George Pickens, who can be an elite NFL wide receiver, and a guy like Kenny Pickett, who can be a pro bowler. So never count the Steelers out. There's not a game where I don't count them out. There's not a game where I don't think they're solely going to win because they're not the most dominant team in the NFL. They potentially be a team like the 49ers, but they aren't. Maybe that's what the offense coordinator, maybe that's two other things, but good one right there. Steelers over. Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Philadelphia Eagles, they went up against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday, and the Rams got Pukenikua and Cooper Cup both playing that game, so it's kind of a matchup nightmare for the Eagles, and they didn't do so great against Pukenikua and Cooper Cup, but Matthew Stafford didn't play great. Eagles offense did well, per usual. A few drives that stalled out that Jason Kelsey wasn't too happy about. Eagles, not a perfect game, but a good enough game, winning by 17 points, 31-14, to over Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. Bengals, they finally got things going with their offense. Jamar Chase three touchdowns. Joe Mixon gave a running game and then Joe Burrow. What a passing game that was for you right there. So, Bengals on a roll right now. They got another win against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals might be the worst team in the NFL, but they're still battling in every single game in my opinion. So yeah, Bengals, offense. Let's see if they can get back to that Super Bowl potential that we always know they have. This is a game without T. Higgins. It was a game where Jamar Chase did three touchdowns. Not saying anything, but Something to keep an eye on. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, can they play well together? That's going to come up maybe in the offseason or maybe the trade deadline the trade for T. Higgins. New York Jets, they won against Denver Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Broncos coming off a really tough win, actually, against Chicago Bears. Their first one this season after a tough loss the week before against the Miami Dolphins, giving up 70 points on the road. So you're thinking, Jets, not the best offense in the NFL. What can they do? They are kind of have a little bit of momentum, played very well against the Chiefs, just coming up short against them. What can they do? Well, the Jets won that game. Brie Saul, a place where he tore his ACL last year in Denver. He went off in this game where they kind of unleashed him. Let go of Dalvin Cook a little bit and let Reese Hall cook. Zach Wilson played well enough. Jets defense, they had a pick six at the end of the game in the red zone. Jets, they got a great win over Denver Broncos. And they're kind of getting things clicking right now, looking like that playoff team once again. Ended out with their headlines in the NFL on Monday Night Football. Las Vegas Raiders torched the Green Bay Packers on the defensive side of the ball. Max Crosby will be in Jordan Love's nightmares after that night's game. Because Jordan Love, three interceptions, 182 yards. Most of it was yards after catch. Got sacked a bunch of times by Max Crosby. This is a game where you say, a young Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have a game like this. Aaron Rodgers could never have a game like this. That's something we worry about right here Jordan Love. Is he going to be that next Aaron Rodgers? Stop. Don't make him your next Aaron Rodgers. Don't think that. Don't think he's going to be the next Brett Don't think he's going to be the next Bart Starr. Let him be the next Jordan Love. Let him be that pro bowler, super bowler, winning quarterback. He's not going to be like Aaron. He's not going to be like Brett Favre. He can be better, or he can be worse. Don't put that expectation on Jordan Love yet, but still, good win for Las Vegas Raiders. That's powerful news in the NFL. Let's close it out with be right here. Playoff time. Twins, they got a good win going 1-1 against the Astros. But right now, Thomas recording it out 6-1 about the eighth inning to the Houston Astros. Rangers, they're up 2-0 going into tonight's game. My World Series prediction, if you saw last week's episode, Episode 139 on the road. got to be back in studio this week. Phillies, they're 1-1 against the Braves right now, but that's still a series, where I think the Phillies are going to come out on top, going home 1-1. And Diamondbacks up 2-0 on the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. I said last episode, this Dodgers pitching is horrible. Clayton Kershaw continues his horrible pitching streak. And then you got rookie Bobby Miller starting game two. Pitching, very big issue for the Dodgers right now. That's part for the headlines this week. now scored sports nfl game day we are yet to get that perfect record on scored sports nfl game day But I want this week. Let's go for it. A lot of great NFL games. Let's hop into it. Thursday night football. Broncos, Chiefs. I would be stunned if the Broncos won this game. So therefore, we're going to pick the Chiefs. Let's go Chiefs. Travis Kelsey a little bit banged up. This is a game where we can maybe rest him. The Broncos not going to win this one. Not necessarily going to need Travis Kelsey to beat the Denver Broncos, in my opinion. Let's go Chiefs over Denver Broncos. Ravens versus Titans. Titans, bad loss last week. Same with the Ravens. Ravens again bounce back. Titans won't. Let's go Ravens over tennessee titans let's see if lamar jackson can get some actual help from his receivers hey guy like deandre hopkins went off to the titans last week let's see the ravens should have done something this offseason and gone to galley deandre hopkins he was there he was released by the cardinals was a perfect opportunity to go to the ravens they decided to get odell beckham jr instead who has been almost awful for the ravens so far in his tenure maybe he can get things going but when you see guy like deandre hopkins who everyone thought his prime was over Still playing well. Ravens could have really used them last Sunday against Pittsburgh Steelers. That game was not on Lamar Jackson. It was on the receivers and the offensive line a little bit, in my opinion. Vikings versus Bears. This division rivalry right here. Bears got a good win last week. People are saying, oh, they're going to win another game. They're going to go on for the rest of the season. They're playing against the Washington Commanders. That's not a good win. Commanders might have a good record. They're not a good team. Let's go with the Vikings over the Bears. Vikings might be the best 1-4 team in NFL history. They kind of got hosed a little bit last week against the Kansas City Chiefs by the referees in a few ways. So let's go Vikings over Bears. They're angry right now. Seahawks versus Bengals. Like I said in the headlines, Bengals offense is clicking right now. I'm going to go with the Bengals over Geno Smith and company. 49ers versus Browns. Browns coming off a bye week. I don't see them winning this one. I have my undefeated Super Bowl champion. Maybe 17-0. Maybe perfect squad. 49ers over the Browns. Patriots versus Raiders. I like the Raiders in this one, and this also might be where the Bill Belichick era goes to die. But this could also be a game where, hey, maybe it gets revitalized a little bit. Raiders have some momentum. Maybe Patriots can end that momentum with a win right here. Last year, this game ended with Chandler Jones 60 yards, Scoobin scored touchdown in the last play of the game. Well, obviously, Chandler Jones is off the grid right now, you could say. Don't look it up. Patriots, they're going to lose this one because Mac Jones won't play well. Maybe time for a switch to Bailey Zappi again, but... Let's go Raiders over the Patriots. Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo. They get things going, even though they won last year with Chandler Jones helping them out in that game. No Chandler Jones this week, obviously. I still like the Raiders over Patriots. Max Crosby, still one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Eagles versus Jets. I like the Jets this one, actually. Jets have never beaten the Eagles, ever. In the 12 times they've played, the Jets have never beaten the Eagles. And this is the only NFL team combo that a team has never won against the other team. That's going to change this Sunday. They're going to stop. Philadelphia Eagles Philadelphia Eagles saw some things blowing up on the sidelines last week maybe humbled a little bit they get a loss fix things up let's go Jets Zach Wilson restart Zach Wilson gets his career moment right here with a win over Philadelphia Eagles Lions versus Buccaneers Buccaneers coming off the of bye week they're 3-1 and one. I don't like the Buccaneers in this one. I like the Lions. Lions still on a roll. Jameson Williams getting back. Jameer Gibbs will probably be back this week. Same with the Monroe St. Brown. This defense is so unstoppable with Aidan Hutchinson. He can sack you or he can intercept you. He can do both like he did on Sunday against Bryce Young. I'll take the Lions in this one. And it ended out Monday Night Football. Cowboys versus Chargers. Cowboys tough loss in the West Coast last week to the 49ers. They go back to the West Coast this week versus Los Angeles. Chargers. Chargers come off a of bye week. Austin Eckler will play in this one. Let's go to the Chargers. Over the Cowboys, that wraps it up for Squared Sports, NFL Game Day. Now, on my top five, college ball hot takes midway through our college ball season. Let's hop into it. Number five, USC is no longer a top 10 team. Almost losing to Arizona on Saturday. Kind of a humbling moment. Going down 17-0 and having to rally in triple overtime because how terrible this USC defense is. It kind of reminds me of the old Lincoln Rally Oklahoma days. And this game kind of brought me back to that 2019 playoff semifinal final against Alabama. Because Oklahoma, great offense all season long, bad defense. They go down 28-0 early because the offense couldn't get anything clicking. Now, offense wanted to score a touchdown, I think, every possession after that to make the game 49-35 at the final to where it seemed close. But USC got to a slow start in that game. And luckily, they were able to come back because they could get at least a few stops on Arizona. You're not going to get a few stops against Washington. You're not going to get a few stops against Oregon. Defense like that. Against Colorado, you may have got a few stops in the beginning, but if you play a few more minutes in that game, I think Colorado might come out on top because Shredder Sanders was just balling out at the end of that game. So USC, Caleb Williams might be one of the best players in college football, if not the best. They're not a top 10 team. That's my opinion right there. Not going to make the college football playoff. You're not going to win the nice championship. You probably won't even win the Pac-12. USC, not a top 10 team. Number four, this is the worst Alabama team in years. It's all on Nick Saban. You can say, oh, Alabama, they're kind of playing well now. They beat Texas A&M. They beat Ole Miss. Almost lost to USF. Did lose to Texas, a team that I think we highly overrated after that game. Red River shootout this weekend kind of proved that a little bit against Oklahoma. You Alabama team, you watch them. They don't have that superstar running back. Jalen Miller's a good quarterback, but they don't have good enough receivers. Jermaine Burton's fine. He can get you 100 yards. But you talk about other guys. Kobe Prentice in this team, not a great wide receiver. I don't know who Alabama's tight end is. They don't have one. It's not that same Alabama team that had these guys like Ruben Foster in 2016. These Jonathan Allens. These Will Andersons. These Devontae Smiths. Mac Jones. Rice Youngs. Tuatang Valois. They don't have these dogs in the field. And also, it goes a little bit with the coaching aspect of things. I saw that game on Saturday. And, you know, they get the third and eight. They get the conversion. Game over, basically. All you have to do is kneel the ball. They decide to throw it the next play. That's just a brain fart either by Nick Sabre or Jalen Monroe. Could have gotten deadly right there. Could have been a pick six. Could have been sack. Could have been a bunch of other outcomes. Luckily, it didn't hurt them, you can see it hurt other teams. Said so Miami this Saturday, they decided to run the ball instead of kneel the ball. Alabama actually did worse. They threw the ball. Miami fumbled. They go on to lose that game on the next play of the game because they ran the ball. Alabama, you're supposed to kneel the ball in that situation. They didn't. This is not something we usually see from a Nick Saban-led team is undisciplined. Not doing things the right way. That's what I'm seeing from Alabama this season. They're top 10. Definitely a top 10 team in college football. But one of the worst Alabama teams I've seen in my lifetime. Four, Alabama struggling this season. Number three, Duke will win the ACC. They're undefeated so far in the ACC. Yes, one last Notre Dame. They are an independent Going up, rest of the season, kind of an easy schedule. And then you got two more games that are going to be really tough. You got Florida State, October 28th on the road. You don't have to win that game. You're going up against North Carolina, November 12th. That's a game you have to win. So you're either going to have to win Florida State, or you're going to have to win North Carolina. You win one of those games, you're in the AC Championship as a 10 2, 11 1 team. Win one of those games, you're golden. Win two of those games, you're even better. But if you win one of those games, you're gonna make that ACC championship game against either Florida State or North Carolina because you do have that tiebreaker over Clemson. I think Louisville—they don't play Louisville, but still, can be an interesting game right there. So yeah, Duke will win the ACC in my opinion. I think they can win the ACC championship. I love this Duke team. Riley Leonard, Mike Elko—they run the ball great. I really love this Duke team. Even though Riley Leonard's banged up, I think we're one of the best teams in college football. Should have won that game against Notre Dame. Duke. Number three, I've been high on them all season. Duke will the ACC. Love him, Mike Delco's building over there. Number two, this might be one of the most controversial takes I've ever had on this show. Carson back, Georgia quarterback. We'll win the Heisman. Now, do I think he's the best player in college football? Absolutely not. But when it comes to the Heisman, what we've seen the past year, few years is the team with the best record, the team with the best quarterback. Caleb Williams didn't have the best record, but he played well enough. He got seasoned in a long way. Caleb Williams last season, his team, got them to the Pac-12 championship game. That's not happening this year. You might be the fifth best team in the Pac-12. You might be lower than US, UCLA. Might be lower than Oregon State, Washington State. Might be lower than Oregon, Washington. I don't know. Caleb Williams is not going to the this year. It's going to be a guy like Carson Beck. You want to know why? Because Carson Beck, he's not going to have 50 touchdowns. He might have 30 touchdowns, 40 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, something like that. But he's going to get Georgia to a 13 0 record. He's going to win them an SEC championship game. And what's all said and done, they're going to say, Oh, Carson Beck, this guy really grown up as a quarterback. He's going to win Georgia National championship again. He's going to win Georgia SEC championship game, which he already did at that time of the Heisman ceremony. So it's going to be controversial. I think Carson Beck, sadly, will be our Heisman winner this season instead of Caleb Williams, just because Georgia's going to finish out on top and then the regular season after the SEC championship game. Let's go, Carson Beck, Heisman. Number one, maybe the big Sot take, that's what's in number one, Ohio State finishes third in the Big Ten East this year. I watched the Ohio State offense, it is horrid, at least in the first half of games, they rely on the receivers too much, Kyle McCord got lucky with a few burnt coverages by Maryland, found his receivers in Cade Stover and Marvin Harrison Jr. a few times for long touchdowns, but... Common Court, not a good college ball quarterback. They can't run the ball. That's why they're losing early in Maryland. Their defense isn't so solid. You're going to lose to Michigan. You're going to lose to Penn State. You might lose another one. That makes you finish third in the Big Ten East, in my opinion. That's about my top five. Leave thoughts in the comments. Now, did you know? This week's Did You Know? It's a great one. Did you know? that Ken Griffey Jr. and Deion Sanders were once on the same team, in the MLB, Cincinnati Reds. You know why this is interesting? Because when you think of the most exciting athletes we've ever seen in sports for MLB, you think of a guy like Ken Griffey Jr. For NFL, you think of someone like Deion Sanders. What if you could pair up those guys on the same team, even though they're different sports? Well, that happened when Deion Sanders was still in MLB, ending his career on the Cincinnati Reds. Ken Griffey Jr. was ending his career on the Cincinnati Reds. That clubhouse had to be exciting. Ken Griffey Jr. Deion Sanders in the same team. I wish I was alive to see that. That That'd have been a perfect opportunity. Sign me up for that. But didn't know Kevin Griffey Jr. Deion Sanders were once in the same team. Didn't know that. Leave that in the comment section. Now my spotlight for this week. This week's spotlight. It's on something that's kind of been in the limelight for the past few months, past few years, past few weeks, or just this week. USA basketball, everybody specifically for this upcoming Olympics, where everybody has said, I want to be on this gold medal winning team. I want to win Olympic medal with the USA basketball team. All these NBA stars saying that. Newsflash, not all of you are going to make it on this USA basketball team. Guy like Julius Randle, probably not going to make it. I want to show you how it should get done for USA basketball. Now, something like Stephen Curry has never played on the Olympic basketball team. He's done FIBA, never done Olympics. But he should get a spot, because Stephen Curry is still one of the best players of our time in American basketball history, he will get a spot. LeBron James, obviously, will get a spot. Kevin Durant, obviously, will get a spot. Damon Lillard, obviously, will get a spot. I'm talking about the guys like Draymond Green, Drew Holiday. They're not better than someone like Julius Randle right now, or someone like Jalen Brown that wants to be on this team. Maybe Joel Embiid. I don't know why Joel Embiid is playing for USA. I know he's a USA citizen, but he's also got citizenship to France, Cameroon. I thought he would rather play for Cameroon. If he was on France, that'd be dominant with Victor Romayama and Rudy Gobert. But nevertheless, he's on USA. Let's give him a spot in the USA team. But what if I got like Bam Adebayo? Does he get pushed out for someone like Joel Embiid? Even though Bam Adebayo won that gold medal in 2021 for USA. He's been through the grind of an Olympic, while Joel Embiid hasn't for the USA. What I'm trying to get to my point right here is that if you've won an Olympic gold medal, whether it was the 2021 Olympics or 2016 Olympics, your spot should be immediately reserved. Whether you played five minutes a game or you played 30 minutes a game, your spot should definitely be reserved in this team. So for someone like Mon Green, who's won two Olympic gold medals, he's not better than Julius Randle. He's not better than Joel Embiid. He's not better than some of these other guys that are trying to play for USA Basketball that have never played before. Donovan Mitchell played in FIBA, didn't do so great, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson. These guys didn't do so great in FIBA. Someone like Draymond Green, someone like Drew Holiday, who have won Olympic gold medals, their spots should be reserved, in my opinion. That's how you win a championship, not by someone who's just the more talented guy. Because when you play France, when you play a country like France that they almost lost to, that they did lose to in FIBA, there's going to be a country like Germany who won FIBA, a country like Canada, who's upcoming right now, Jamal Murray, Shai just Alexander, you're going to want a vet on your team, the USA. Draymond Green is that vet. Playing in Steve Kerr's system, Steve Kerr now the head coach of USA Basketball, That's what's going to work out for you. Not necessarily the superstars like Anthony Davis, superstars like Damian Lord, even though he's won an Olympic gold medal, he would get his spot, in my opinion. Not the guys that want to be on the team, but haven't won anything ever. John Brown, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and more. That's my take right there with in and comments. Now, College Ball Showcase. Now we roll. If you're a new viewer or listener on the show, how we do College Ball Showcases, I gave you my top 25. I break it down, and I give you my top six weekly hot takes for this College Ball week. Week number seven. Let's hop into it. College Ball Showcase, top 25. Number one, Michigan Wolverines. Go blue! Two, Georgia Bulldogs. Three, Florida State. Four, Oklahoma. Five, Ohio State Buckeyes. Six, Washington. Seven, Oregon. Eight, Penn State. Nine, Texas. Ten, Bama. 11, USC thong out of my top 10, like I said in the top 5, or 12, Ole Miss, 13, North Carolina, 14, Louisville, great win against Notre Dame this week, 15, Duke, go Blue Devils, 16, Missouri, 17, Oregon State, 18, Utah, 19, Tennessee, 20, UCLA, 21, Washington State, 22, LSU, 23, Notre Dame, 24, Wisconsin, and 25, Miami Hurricanes. Let's dive into it. Let's break it down. One, Michigan, best team in college football, most dominant team in college football, San Francisco 49ers of college football, in my opinion. That's what I like to call him. J.J. McCarthy is the most, one of the most talented quarterbacks in college football. He doesn't even have to air the ball out 30 times a game like someone like Michael Penix or Caleb Williams does. I think he hasn't even aired it out 20 times in the game yet because Blake Corm, Donovan Edwards, they are so great in the ground, and this defense is so good. Two pick sixes. 52-10, amazing win over Minnesota. Only touchdown was off the second half, or first half ending. Hail Mary, Michigan number one. Two, Georgia. Another convincing, dominating win against a ranked team in Kentucky. Three, four to state. They have the week off. Four oh, it Oklahoma. Five, Ohio State. Oklahoma, obviously that great win against uh, Texas in the Red River Shootout. And then five, Ohio State. They got that close win over Maryland. Kind of pulled away, actually, a little bit at the end after a close first half and tight third quarter. Ohio State pulled away in the fourth to get a manageable one, you could say. Six, Washington, big showdown against Oregon this week. And then seven, Oregon. You're going to have to see my pick on that coming up. Eight, Penn State. Nine, Texas. Ten, Alabama. Eleven is USC. Don't love what I saw I USC on Saturday going to triple overtime against Arizona. Twelve is little Miss. They're playing great in offense. Close to winning against Arkansas, but still... Great offense. Defense cues a little bit work. 13 was North Carolina. Big game against Miami this week. They got a convincing win over Syracuse. A decent Syracuse team. 14 was Louisville. Louisville, one of the best teams in the ACC. They are on a roll right now. Great win against Notre Dame. Offense and defense doing great in year one under Jeff Brom. Let's skip over to number 17. Oregon State was at number 17. This whole Pac-12 predicament of Oregon State, Utah, Washington State, and UCLA is kind of tripping me up right now because Oregon State beat Utah, but Oregon State lost to Washington State. Washington State just lost UCLA. UCLA lost to Utah. And then you got Tennessee mix in there who lost to Florida. But Utah beat Florida. So now I've got to mix around this whole entire scenario right now. Like I said, decided to go with 17 Oregon State, 18 Utah, 19 Tennessee, 20 UCLA, and then 21 Washington State. Washington State, the most recent drop game. They're gonna drop the most in these rankings. We're gonna have Oregon State versus UCLA this weekend, and you see my pick on that coming up. But round out to our top 25, LSU. Moving up a little bit after winning against uh, Missouri. Notre Dame almost fallen out. was constantly moving back in. And the Miami should have unranked you. Worst loss I've ever seen in my life. I have a college football team. Mario Cristobal do better. This is the second time in your career this has happened where you've done a dumb idea where to run the ball instead of just needling the ball. Happened at Oregon in 2018. I remember that game. Week 4, going against a top 10 team in Stanford. Pretty much lost all the momentum for Oregon that season by running the ball and fumbling instead of just taking a knee and win that game. Happened again this Saturday at Miami. Do better. Mario Cristobal. Better for the players. Better for the rest of the coaching staff. Better for the fans. That's my Top 25 Hot Takes coming up right now. Now, my college football hot takes this week. Let's go six for six on hot takes this week. Wasn't a great week for hot takes last week, even though most of them were close. Except for the Kentucky one. I had Texas AM and being close. That happened. I had Louisville upsetting Notre Dame. That happened. Texas did not beat Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. Sadly, Missouri did not beat LSU, even though they had to lead the whole game. Choked a little bit there at the end. So it wasn't the greatest week for hot takes. But let's have a great week right here from the hot takes, starting out with the SEC battle. Texas A&M versus Tennessee. Texas A&M's 2 losses, but they're gritty. They're a really good football team. I have them beating down on Tennessee. Sorry, Joe Milton, you still give me my PTSD from your Michigan days over at Michigan. One of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play at Michigan. Doing better at Tennessee, but still zero touchdowns in his career on the move. Joe Milton, Tennessee lose to Texas A&M. Let's go. Texas A&M, Walter Nolan, you're a beast from Tennessee. This kind of this homecoming game. Former number one overall recruit had a great game against Alabama last week. Max Johnson played well. nice Smith played well. Moose Muhammad, receiver to watch out for in this one. Texas A&M over Tennessee. Next game, night game, USC versus Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame has a really bad offense so far, but they have a really good defense that didn't play well last week. USC has a really good offense that didn't play so great last week, and a really bad defense that also didn't play great last week. So this is kind of interesting. We're going to go bad defense versus bad offense, and we're going to go great offense against bad offense. So this will be kind of interesting right here. I'm going to have USC beating Notre Dame. I think Caleb Williams can't stop him. I think USC wins this one. I think Sam Hartman and Notre Dame, they're easy to stop. I think Marcus Freeman is not ready for big-time college football like this, and I've been saying that for a while. Marcus Freeman not ready for this big-time college football Difference between a team like Arizona and a team like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to try to establish the run. Arizona's just saying, hey, throw the ball 30 yards downfield. Let's see what happens. Notre Dame doesn't have the receivers. They play with the tight end. They're not going to be able to get those 10-yard gains against USC that often. That's not what's going to help you win this game. If you get stopped a few times, oh, Caleb Williams, he's going to strike for a few touchdowns. They're going to be playing catch with the whole game, Notre Dame, in my opinion. I uh, like USC over Notre Dame on Saturday night. North Carolina versus Miami. This ACC battle. This game looked a whole lot better. In Miami would have just taken a knee with 30 seconds left to go in the game with Georgia Tech having no timeouts, but they didn't do that. Instead, they ran the ball. Like I said, Haynes getting through that touchdown to win the game. Miami deserves to lose another game. North Carolina over Miami. Hammer it. Next game, Oregon State versus UCLA. like comeback story in effect right now. They're playing well. Since that Washington State loss, they only lost by three points. Jonathan Smith is a great college ball head coach. His name is gonna come up in big coaching rumors this offseason. Maybe Michigan State, maybe a few other schools. Oregon State over UCLA. Did you want to come back store again? Even better. Sorry, Jonathan Moore, freshman, five-star quarterback, UCLA. You lose this one right here. Next one, another SEC battle: Arkansas versus Alabama. This is a game where everyone is counting out Arkansas, but they have a really good offense. This is a game last year where Brayson didn't play much. It was mostly Jalen Murrow for about three and a half quarters. And he didn't do so great. It was really close. He had one great play in third 19. We ran for 80 yard touchdown. But most of the game, it was just runs of Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs on the Detroit Lions right now. I think Arkansas keeps it close in this one. Really similar squad to last year's team. They still have Raheem Rocket Sanders. They're missing their offense coordinator from last year, Kendall Bryles. He's over at TCU right now. But Arkansas, close with Alabama. Last one, final one. Oregon! Versus Washington. Game of the week up in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be a really exciting game. Oregon, great offense, great defense. Washington, really just the great offense, but it's a great offense. I'm going to pick Oregon in this one. Let's go with Dan Lanning and Oregon. You want to know why? Because Oregon, they got dogs all over the field. Now Washington, they have some dogs too, but really on the, on the offense side of the ball. Romo Dunes, great wide receiver. Michael Pank, Jr. great wide receiver. If Oregon can get a few stops, because that's what ended them last year's game. They couldn't get a few stops. And then Bo Nix went out for one series. They didn't score a touchdown that series. And that's why they lost that game. Matter of one series in the second half. Lost in that whole game. You gotta get stops in the second half, especially. Michael Panks Jr., they can stop him. Bo Nix, use your feet. Run the ball well. He's banged up in last year's game after that injury. I like Bo Nix and Oregon winning. Over Washington right here, solidifying themselves as the best team in the Pac-12. Let's go Oregon over Washington in the game of the week. Very close. Let's call it 38-35. Oregon over Washington. Let's go Oregon over Washington. That's all it takes this week. Now, at the buzzer, this week's at the buzzer. Give me a little quick one, but I want to get my point across to you. The San Francisco 49ers are the most dominant NFL team I've ever seen in my lifetime. Better than that Carolina Panthers 2015 team that didn't win Super Bowl. Better than any Brady Super Bowl team that I've seen. Better than any other Super Bowl winning team that I've seen. Yes, San Francisco 49ers, most dominant team of my lifetime, like I stayed. Wanna know why. not going to fill out the box score, but they are going to slowly kill you. I love it because it reminds me of my Michigan Wolverines. They slowly kill you. Joe Klatt calling Michigan a boa constrictor. You can call that San Francisco 49ers. Whatever how close you might think it be. Eventually, it ends in a loss. That's how it's going right now for the San Francisco 49ers and Michigan. But we're talking about the 49ers right here. They have a great run game with Christian McCaffrey. 14 straight games, of touchdown. That might be the biggest heist of NFL history, that trade with the Panthers right there. If you really tell me Christian McCaffrey is not worth three first-round picks, you're out of your mind. They got him for a second-round pick and a third-round pick, I think. So, yeah, a heist right there. Debo Samuel is a good enough wide receiver in this NFL to be a star. Rock Purdy still not lost the game. Nice third and finished. This defense is unstoppable. You have a good fullback in Kyle Juszczak. They have a great kicker in the NFL right now. Jake Moody hasn't missed a kick or extra point this season awesome for me in fantasy, came out of Michigan last year. They have the best head coaches right now in the NFL and Kyle Shanahan, the way he's drawing up these game plans. their offense coordinator, factory, defense coordinator, factory to become head coaches. Deep Mika Ryans, Mike McDaniel right now. So yeah, this San Francisco 49ers team pumping out talent like crazy. They win every game. They're still going to win every game. They're my Super Bowl pick. I think they might go 20-0, whatever it might be to win that Super Bowl. I love this San Francisco 49ers team. That's my take right there. Leave thoughts in the comments section. That's about Throughout the buzzer. Now, best for the last question. This week's question is What has been the biggest surprise to you? Some would be postseason. Biggest surprise to some would be postseason. It's been a lot of surprises so far. What's been your biggest surprise? Leave your answer in the comments. That's probably for Square Sports, the Lane Frank episode 140. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Square Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 141. Stay tuned.